Assalamu alaikum, welcome to day 11 of the Ramadan series on emotions. So, bismillah. And alhamdulillah, nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nastaghfiruhu wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina min sayyati a'malina man yahdillahu falamudillahu wa man yudlal falahadiyalahu ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah wa ashhadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh alhamdulillah all praise is due to allah we praise him and seek his help and forgiveness we seek refuge in allah from our souls evils and our wrongdoings he whom allah guides no one can misguide and he whom he misguides no one can guide so bismillah we're reflecting on the 10th emotion from the book uh, handbook of spiritual medicine and today's emotion is fantasizing. So, as always, I'll read from the book and then give my reflections. So, Bismillah, Chapter 10, Motion 10, Fantasizing, or Al-Takhayyul. Extensive reflection and working a prohibited action through one's mind, perhaps picturing the fantasy or describing it in detail to others, is reaching the brink of active engagement, be it robbing a bank, winning at roulette, or committing adultery. Fantasizing is when the heart dwells on forbidden or prohibited matters and those inspirations that do not concern it. Included in this is thinking about the weaknesses or faults of others, whether they are present or not. So some signs and symptoms of this is that you basically reflect or fantasize on what is prohibited. So for example, the things that you might reflect on is thinking about a person that passes by you or you see them and you start like daydreaming about them and about like marrying them and that sort of thing and you just have a glance or two at them or in terms of any like terms of daydreaming so I mentioned like playing roulette so imagining that you rob a bank or you murder someone or these sort of things so these are things you're reflecting on things that are prohibited that are sinful or as a result of your evil gazes, you find that your heart is like scattered, your mind scattered, and so you forget about your own well-being and your welfare, and it affects your daily functioning, your daily duties, and it just basically takes you away from like the acts of worship because you're just so focused on daydreaming and thinking about those things that are prohibited. Or, as it mentioned, you think or talk about the weaknesses and faults of others. So I didn't actually like correlate this with fantasizing, and I didn't think it was like a disease of the heart, but if you think about it, it sort of is because you're just focusing on the negatives of people, and I feel like this is something that I suffer with sometimes, that like I... I, well, I used to. I'm getting better at it, inshallah, alhamdulillah. But, like, you think about people's weaknesses or faults and you're like, oh, why are, why did they do that? Or why couldn't they do that? Why couldn't they speak out more? Why couldn't they help out more? Why couldn't they be more nicer? And so that's a sign or a symptom of that. And so the Prophet ﷺ said, I fear for you the carnal desires of your bellies and private parts. So that's a, something that we need to protect our, ourselves from. And then there's also this hadith where the Prophet ﷺ said, whoever eavesdrops on the conversation of other people when they do not want him to listen, or they move away from him, molten lead will be poured into his ears on the day of resurrection. Because this is quite a stark like imagery, I would say, of like just a simple simple you say but it's not really simple of eavesdropping or listening to people when they don't want to be listened to so it's sort of like 
you're not welcome there and you shouldn't be there. So you need to protect yourself, but also protect those people. So some treatments for it, this fantasizing is to repent to Allah and to do good deeds. So you repent to Allah, you ask for your for his forgiveness and you increase your love for him and understand that he is the most pure, the most needed in our life. So we should be asking him for help. And we reflect on his attributes, which are mentioned in the Qur'an, so about himself, so that we further love him and are able to follow his commandments and prepare for the hereafter. And we also should fear Allah and think about how these simple fantasies, which we might view as simple, it can have more harm than, well, it will be harmful. And so we should think about not thinking about those fantasies. Another thing is being conscious of Allah. So you realize that modern technology has definitely, definitely, definitely made it more easy for you to commit practically any evil or sinful act behind the privacy and anonymity of your laptop or phone screen. And you remind yourself that Allah is watching you. And so you should make sure that your private life is also in sync with your public one. Because so maybe you'll, you're more private and more quiet in your public life. And in your private life, you're like living a secret life, but Allah sees you in both lives. And that needs to be our reminder that we should be conscious of Allah. And the Prophet ﷺ said, Allah decreed good deeds and bad deeds. Then he explained that whoever thinks of doing a good deed, then does not do it. Allah will write down as one complete good deed. If he thinks of doing a good deed and then does it, Allah will write it down between 10 and 700 fold or many more. If he thinks of doing a bad deed, then he does not do it. Allah will write it down as one complete good deed. And if he thinks of it, then what doesn't, then does it. Allah will write it down as one bad deed. And so this just, again, emphasizes Allah's mercy that there might be thoughts that pop into our heads that are wanting us to perform bad deeds. And so if we think about it, but don't act upon it, we're going to be rewarded for it as a one complete good deed. It's only when we think about it and act upon it that we will have it as a bad deed. And also the Prophet ﷺ said, Have taqwa or fear of Allah wherever you may be and follow up a good deed, uh, follow up a bad deed with a good deed, which will wipe it out and behave well towards the people. Another treatment is to have better use of your time and moderate your friendships, especially on social media. So you realize that spending time thinking about other people's faults or just their shortcomings is foolish and you should be just focused on your own shortcomings and faults and you shouldn't maybe try and limit online relationships or friendships because it's really hard to have friendships online like I've tried many many times of like I've met friends online and like we've clicked and we've chatted and then weeks go by and then it just fades away and it just it's because it's hard to keep a online friendship especially when they're like in a different continent and so in real life you're able to see these people you're able to see their mannerisms their morals their ethics how they act their character and also you adopt this moderation in friendship and just in general with the information you share with others so you keep things private that should be private because it could be used against you and the prophet said love whom you love moderately perhaps you will become hated to you someday and hate the one for whom you have hated moderately. Perhaps he will become beloved to you someday. So this is a reminder that 
the people that we might like or enjoy their company, we should be moderate in that because maybe someday they'll be the ones that we hate or they might turn into bad company or it will just, things will change. And the same is vice versa. And the Prophet ﷺ said also, a person is upon the religion of his close friend. So beware whom you befriend. So this is a very, very important reminder that we need to think about the friendships that we have. Are they bringing us closer to Allah? Are they bringing us closer to Islam? Especially in Ramadan, are they? Are we motivating each other in our fasts, in our daily routines? Are they motivating us to go to Tarawih, to do Qiyam al-Layl? Are they wanting us to better ourselves and reflect on the Qur'an? And another treatment is cutting off thoughts and lowering your gaze. So especially on social media, um, just reduce your usage of everything that can provoke these fantasies. So if it's TV shows or social media, just when you're like scrolling through and there's so many like videos like that, and try and emphasize the use of afkar and focus on being in the here and now rather than what is like not actually present. And you realize that if someone on social media or something is causing you to have like these fantasies, these prohibited fantasies, then maybe block them or remove them from your following. And you remind yourself that not everyone knows how to properly appreciate the value of personal privacy and modesty. So it's your responsibility. You see it as your responsibility to respect others. So you steer clear of posting pictures without a person's permission and you avoid stalking or creeping on someone's profile and you lower your gaze for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that's because and it helps you feel the sweetness and just this peace in your heart and it will help you with your worship and it just reminds you about where Imam al-Ghazali writes the way to ward off distracting thoughts is to cut off their source avoid the means that could create these thoughts if the source of such thoughts is not stopped it will keep generating them so if you realize that you're thinking about things like gambling or alcohol and these thoughts just keep popping on your head, think about maybe what's affecting you, what's causing these thoughts to occur and remove them, cut them off. Because if they are not solved, it will keep generating, as Imam al-Ghazali mentioned. So some exceptions is just simply not dwelling on what crosses one's mind. And so you remind yourself that whatever forbidden activity crosses your mind, so long as you do not dwell on it, or continue to think of it, you are forgiven for it. And the Prophet ﷺ said, Allah has forgiven my ummah for whatever crosses their mind, so long as they do not speak of it, nor act upon it. So again, emphasizing Allah's mercy, that Allah will forgive us for whatever crosses our mind, as long as we don't talk about it or speak about it, or act upon it. And then we have Imam al-Nawi who says that as for thoughts, when a person does not dwell on them or continue to think about them, they are forgiven according to the consensus of the scholars. This is because one does not have a choice in their occurrence, nor does one have a way to avoid it. And it's true, right? Sometimes these thoughts, they just pop into your head and you're like, ah, why, why did I think about that? Like, no, why do I, I don't want to think about that. And so this is just a beautiful reminder that it, let it pop up but then immediately try and do some afkar or read Quran or busy yourself with something in the present moment so don't dwell on it don't continue to be like hmm that's an interesting thought what would happen if I did x y and z then nope 
don't dwell on it, don't continue to think about it, and inshallah, Allah will be forgiving for that. Because, as it mentioned, we don't have a choice. So that's from the book. Now from my own additional reflections as well. So fantasizing is basically when you engage in matters that have no relation to you. So you might reflect on what's prohibited. So the book mentioned a few, like gambling, um, adultery, thinking about people's faults. And so in summary, it's what is forbidden to do can also be forbidden to reflect on. And so when you think about other people's faults or weaknesses, it's interesting because you're sort of wasting your time because time goes by so quickly and we shouldn't waste our time thinking about others' faults. We should be focused on our short, own shortcomings and how we can improve and better ourselves to become the best Muslims in order for Allah to accept our good deeds and make us of the righteous. And we have Ibn Qudama who said, Beware of being preoccupied with rectifying others before you rectify yourself. Busy yourself with rectifying your heart within you and purifying it, so al nafs, purification of the soul, from blameworthy traits such as greed, envy, ostentation, and vanity before rectifying what is outside of you. So again, this is a beautiful reminder that we should busy ourselves with our own souls, with our own actions, our own deeds, our own thoughts, and work on purifying our souls before we try and help other people or try and focus on other people's faults. And according to some scholars, it's disliked to reflect on God's essence. And so what this means is we can't really think about what God's essence is or how he looks or these sort of things that might pop into our minds sometimes. Because um, it, it's hard to conceive, um, basically. And so what we can think about is just about Allah's names, the 99 names that we know of, about his mercy, which he mentions in the Quran, his power, his justice, how just he is, and how if we know and learn to love him, he will also love us, and how quick he is to respond to us if we ask for his help, and just that it helps us to do these acts of worships and to be better people. So in regards to verses, we have from Surah Al-Kahf, verse 28. And patiently stick with those who call upon their Lord morning and evening, seeking his pleasure. Do not let your eyes look beyond them, desiring the luxuries of this worldly life. And do not obey those whose hearts we have made heedless of our remembrance who follow only their desires, and whose state is total loss. So again, this is a surah, this ayah is a beautiful reminder that we should be calling upon Allah in the mornings and the evenings, so in regards to athkar al-sabah, athkar al-masa, and just to seek his pleasure to make him happy and make ourselves as well, like spiritually cleanse ourselves with these athkar. And it also says, do not let your eyes look beyond them, desiring the luxuries of this worldly life. And also about those people who have followed their desires and whose state is total loss. So we don't want to be the ones who have these thoughts pop into our heads about these desires. And if we keep thinking about them, we'll then maybe act upon these and we will become in a total loss, in a state of total loss. And we don't want to be of those people. And the other verse is from Surah An-Nur, verse 30. 
پروژهم ذلك اسکا لهم ان الله خبیر بما یصنعون او پروفیت تل دی بلیوینگ مین تو لور دی گیس اند گارد دیر چاسیتی دات از پیور فور دم شورلی الله از آل اویر اف وات دی دو سو اگین ایت جست ا بیوتیفل ریمایندر دات مین نی تو لور دی گیس need to guard their chastity but also us women we also need to lower our gaze and we need to protect our modesty and guard our chastity um, because it's pure for us and Allah is all aware of what we do and then with the names of Allah we have of course Surah Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim the Beneficent the Most Merciful so we can call upon those two names to help us just think about Allah in those ways and just realize that even though we might have these thoughts out are about prohibited actions or thoughts that Allah is the most merciful the most beneficent and he will forgive us if we do not dwell on these thoughts and also we have al-mana and the preventer and so we can call upon this name to help us in preventing any thoughts or fantasies that might pop into our heads now for da'a bismillah we ask Allah that he eliminate all of the illnesses from our hearts all of these ill thoughts that might pop into our heads And we seek refuge with Allah from evil, manners, desires, fantasies, and sicknesses. Ya Allah, forgive us for our thoughts. Allow us to not dwell on the thoughts that may pop up into our minds, that may reflect on the prohibited. Protect us from these thoughts, Ya Allah. Do not allow us to act upon them. Protect us from ever acting on these prohibited thoughts. And if, they ever to, if these thoughts do ever pop up, allow us to push them away and to busy our th- ourselves with adhkar, reciting the Qur'an, or just living in the present moment. Ameen. As always, anything I said is a reminder to myself first and foremost. Anything incorrect is from myself, and all good is from Allah. So forgive me for my shortcomings. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika, shahadu wa nila ilaha illa ant, astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Glory is to you, O Allah, and praises to you. I bear witness that there is no worthy of worship except you. I seek your forgiveness and repent to you. May Allah accept your 11th day of fasting and may he continue to give us the strength and ability to fast the rest of Ramadan and allow us to continue to purify our souls to be the best of characters in Ramadan and outside of Ramadan. Ameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.